Spreading the floor, baby. That's right, we're back. We're we're back. 18th episode. It's another another episode, another Welcome week. Another week, another day, floor. another episode. You know what I'm saying? Everything's good. More basketball to talk about. Jacob Way more basketball to talk about. As usual. <laughs> we got a finals matchup. That's right. That we predicted. That's right. And well, we're here? Halfway, kind of. Well, we, no, we did. We, yeah, we talked a little we bit about getting, the heat. We were getting goofy with it. That's right. We were getting, we were getting a, little a little goofy with it. That's hey. right. Hey. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, Josh the boss. Bum, bum, bum. All right. Chop that. We All gotta right. get into it. Let's go. Let's how do go. I how do I sound? I sound good on the mic? You sound good. You sound Joe, Nige. The golden voice. The golden <laughs> voice kid over here. Nigel Penny Fernandez. Right. All right. Well, cool. Mm. We have yeah. the most important seven games of, of the entire basketball season. Ahead of us. Ahead of us starting on Wednesday. <sighs> we are two days away. We're recording this on a Monday as usual. Well, by the time this comes out it'll be Tuesday, but right. Yeah. So this so? week it starts. It starts, man. The NBA Finals. That's right. Heat versus Lakers. The war of the forwards. That's right. LeBron versus his old team. Uh, like, literally, like, LeBron, Anthony Davis. You know what I'm saying? I know Anthony Davis plays the five spot a little bit, but he can also play a little forward. You know what I'm saying? Versus right. Bam out of Bayou. Oh, my God. Doug Robinson. You know what I'm saying? Tyler Hero. I mean, just yeah. just electric. Right. It's going to be fun. Electric. Uh, let's drop our predictions. Let's just let's get it out of the way. Raw dogging it early? Raw dogging it. Just Raw go. dogging it? Let's we talk about it. I mean, listen. I, I got uh I got Lakers in, in, in six. Yeah. Yeah. I was still gonna say Lakers in five. Yeah, maybe I I'd give I'd give I'd give the uh, the Heat one less game in that situation, but Generally I'll give the sweet. Heat the benefit of the doubt, you know? Yeah. I, well, I mean I, they're a great team and I think like I said, they're it's kinda almost like I don't wanna say the Heat are exactly the same as, as at the Lakers, but they are in a similar situation where their guard rotation isn't as good as their forward situation. Right. But the Lakers are just on another level. You know? Yeah. Well, the Heat have been playing out of their minds. Yeah, 100%. Um, if we go back to that Celtic series, yeah. uh, just the Heat just played better games. They right. just looked like the better team. They just looked like they wanted to win it more. Especially late in games. I mean, I don't know about the Celtics, man, because they kind of like fell apart late. This entire series and a little bit of the Toronto series, they were just kind of playing like garbage. Yeah, the Celtics just haven't been playing well. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Jason Tatum, you know, kind of got a not. Uh, I don't want to say he got eliminated, but he didn't show up in the playoffs the way well, he no, might have wanted to. Yeah, no one really showed up. Yeah, that's you the, know, no yeah. one stepped up. No one took that. You know, LeBron took took the, that Lakers team under his wing. He, no, got he always a, does. He got a thirty-eight point. Yeah, but yeah. he got a thirty-eight point triple double. We got to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, you know, any team that makes it, you know, Jamal Murray wanted that Nuggets team when he put the team under his arm. Right, right. And when he didn't do that, Jokic stepped up. Yeah. Yeah. You need a superstar in That's the playoffs. That's an interesting dynamic, man. That, yeah. that we can get into that too. That Nuggets dynamic, even though they're out, and I, you know, I am repping the Nuggets, but right. that that dynamic. I was watching a thinking basketball video on that earlier. Shout out to him. Uh, just a great dynamic. But we'll get into that later. Go ahead. Sorry. About yeah. That. No. Um. It's just like in the playoffs, you need a superstar, and you need someone to step up. And no one on that Celtics squad stepped up. It just didn't happen. I'd be willing to bet that you need more than that. And the Celtics had that. I just don't think, like you said, nobody played like they were supposed to be a superstar. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, Jason Tatum, superstar in the making, if not already a superstar. I think personally he is. He just doesn't have the acumen yet because, you know, Jason Tatum, right? right. You got Jalen Brown. Yeah. You got, I mean, sure. All right. What, what, Kemba? Kemba's already a superstar. Pretty much, yeah. <sighs> Marcus Smart, not really. Hey, he's a great sixth man. I don't know if he's in superstardom levels, but to me, like personally watching him this year, I, he's my personal superstar. 
I think he I think he has a six man of the year coming up in a couple of years. Yeah. At least one. I can see that happening. Yeah, I mean, or, if, or, a, or a spot in the starting five. If he if he plays anything like he did this year, and actually I was having this conversation with a Celtics fan uh, last night, Jerry, who's who's quite possibly been affected the, the most by the Celtics loss. <laughs> but I think part of the allure of Marcus Smart as a player is that he plays a six man spot. I don't think he'd have the same stick as if he played or if he played in the in the starting five. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's such a, a great, utilizable player. Is that a word? Utilizable? Uh, we'll make it one. Yeah. He's a utility player. Yeah. There you go. He's Utilize, yeah. He's a, he's a utility player. Right. He's great off the bench. You know, he's great as a six-man, man. He's yeah. that six-man that you want. Right. And also, the Celtics have a bevy of options in the starting five. So, uh, realistically, I couldn't see him going into that starting five. But, nonetheless, I mean, he's just been a champ. Yeah, no, so, Absolutely. Like, if if I think if we gave out awards based off of in, including the playoffs, which has been a big uh, conversation for 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 uh, debate or a big topic for debate with a lot of people, I think that he could potentially get the six man of the year award if we yeah. include his play in the playoffs. Even though the Celtics got eliminated, I think he was fantastic, and I still think he's fantastic. Yeah, no, I mean the Celtics obviously have a bright future. We say that what how many how many times per podcast do we talk about the Celtics? Like at least three. At least three. At least three. Um. And I think Marcus Smart is a part of that future. I see six man of the year awards coming to him. Uh, maybe a little bit down further in his career. Maybe defensive player of the year award. Maybe if yeah. he can if he can pull that off, uh, I, which I would be difficult. But you know you never know. Um, I just think that if anything, you know, and he's the type of person you take him off the bench, you tell him what you need, and he goes and does it. He's the yeah. type of guy that gets things done. And I feel like out of that that playoff run the Celtics just got just had. Uh, he was the highlight. Yeah, yeah. He was because nobody else yeah. stepped up, but also because he was just fantastic. He, he was so into it. He was passionate. You know? Right. If you, well, usually he contributes on defense, and he did this game too, and and over the course of many series. But like we were talking about the other podcast, I think it was last podcast. He also contributed offensively. Yeah, he did. He really, really just like bloomed offensively. Yeah, his three pointers have been coming yeah, in. Yeah, like uh, he was throwing tantrums in the locker room. You love to see it. He's he's the good. He's basically yeah. <laughs> he's, he's passionate. He's, you he's know, he's passionate. He's yeah. fiery. You yeah. know, like I might legitimately go on dhgate.com for a fifteen dollar Marcus Smart replica jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars. I want to have money like that. You know what no, I'm saying? No, of course not. Yeah. I balled in five dollars shoes yesterday. I got a blister on my foot. <laughs> oh my goodness. But I was dropping buckets. You want to see my form? Yeah. Low key. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Show us. Say, you know, so, so I'm in the triple threat, right? Right, of course. I'm in the triple threat. Right. One, two, three. Oh, step. We all saw that. That's cash money. We all saw I that. Hope, I hope they saw that. Yeah, of course. Cash money. Right. right? I Every had to time. Leaning, bro. I felt like Kyle Corver out there. Yeah. Triple, like, triple threat. Try to keep it down, though. Well, yeah. I Towards mean, your I was, head. I, yeah. I was, I was hezzy and everyone, bro. Nobody yeah, was yeah. safe from the Cooperman hezzy. No, of course like, not. Like literally, like. I felt like Kyle Corver. I come off the screen leaning. Three. Bang! You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Actually, you know what? <laughs> oh, what a shot from Curry! I felt right. like I felt like Kyle Corver. What a Corver shot from there. Cooper. Um, oh, to get back on, on focus yeah. there. Sorry about that. Speaking of basketball gear, is yeah. there something we forgot about? Want to talk about the shoot that we did? I was thinking more like basketball lifestyle gear from Canada. Oh, that's right. You're right. Nigel, <laughs> savior of this podcast. Guys, if you want to get some great basketball lifestyle clothing based out of Toronto, Canada, use code STFNBA, all caps, at shop.ballinthesix.com for 20% off your purchase. Go get the stuff. Guys, Right. we know the guy that runs it. He also runs a network. Okay? That's right. Great guy. 
great content, great stuff. You know, he he runs his Instagram page like he does his clothing. Yeah. So his clothing is terrific. Go check it out. Listen, we're going to be bringing it in soon. We're going to be sponsored wearing it. So, guys, like I said, go check it out and we get a cut of the dough. That's right. Okay. That's so, right. Uh, but yes, thank you. I'm getting good at those, right? Like, no, yeah. I'm no, rifling them off now. Right off the top of the dome. But, uh, yeah, so nonetheless, thank you for that save, Nigel. Uh, what were we talking about? Celtics? We were talking about something like that. Yeah, probably oh, something about basketball. Probably something area. about basketball. Yeah, probably about the Celtics. Let's track it back. So We're talking about Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. Yeah. Then six man of the year. Six man of the year. Okay. Maybe even DPOY. DPOY, which I could definitely see if, if like, LeBron, yeah. you know. Uh, if, it flesh, if he flashes out. Kawhi, like, blows his knee out or something. and then. <laughs> Yeah. We hope that doesn't happen. No, of course not. Or maybe like the, uh, the, the what's it called, Clippers erupt. Uh, no, and then we were talking about me not having money. And, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. We, I was right. talking about getting a Marcus Smart jersey. Yeah, Marcus Smart. I, I definitely get one of those. Emerging young star. Yeah. Um, Hot take, maybe even over Tem- uh, K- uh, Kembo or Tatum's. You know what? From this playoff series, you know, but, but Kemba kind of showed up this playoffs here. I mean, he was making them when he had to. He did his job. He's the point guard. He's not supposed to be the leading scorer. Yeah, but also, I mean, like, I, I get what you're saying. He's not supposed to be the leading scorer, but at the same time, you are the point guard who is known for, uh, you're known as Cardiac Kemba. You're supposed to be a great, you know, yeah. like, it's. I'm not trying to shoulder the blame on just him, but it's the entire team, man. Like, nobody was shooting well. No, nobody, no one's shooting well. Offense was disjointed. Defense was terrible. I mean, I don't know if you saw, did you watch any of the game last I night? I did, yeah. Yeah. By the end, bro, Jimmy Butler was just getting wide open looks to the basket. You know, yeah, Bam out of body. They were just, getting steals and stuff. Yeah, like it just the, the offense was disjointed. I think they kind of gave up by the end of the game. Yeah, just not a fun, not a fun Celtics game to watch. No, definitely not. And uh, I just think more of the story is every every everyone just did the bare minimum except for Marcus Smart. You think so? They just went out. They did their job no one no one took any more you know Kemba went out there he played it as a point guard Jason Tatum went out there and he played his position no one went out there wanting to win mm. the entire Miami Heat for the entire playoffs actually they went into every single game and they wanted to win they wanted to do everything they could possibly do in their power to secure that win yeah and that's the reason why they're in the finals yeah I think it was a combination of that and momentum but I, I think yeah. you're right I don't see the thing with the Celtics is I don't think there was a lack of effort up until the end uh, I just think that they got themselves into this funk. And maybe that might be because of the Heat's ability. And I think not only do they have the ability to build off of momentum, I think they have the ability to steal momentum. Think about that for a second, yeah. right? Like, they can take away the Celtics drive and just morph it into their own offense. You got Tyler Hero, Ty 305, dropping bombs. Duncan Robinson, like I said, uh, um, coming off of screens. Hitting leaning threes, bars. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like right. that entire offense was just getting getting ready, getting going. And another, you know, kind of like a smoking gun aspect to my theory is did you notice that whenever the Celtics were doing really well, the Heat weren't, and whenever the Celtics really weren't doing well, the Heat were? Yeah. Yeah. The Heat might be experts at catching people off of rhythm and gaining momentum off of the other people's footfalls or, yeah. or missteps. That's a good point. You know what I mean? Like I just I because I thought about that. That might be that might be true. I don't know. Well, they're very demoralizing. I mean, look at the look at the whole playoffs when they swept through the Pacers. Pacers didn't even have yeah. a shot. TJ, remember there was a whole TJ Warren meme yeah. thing? Yeah. Like, what did that turn Jimmy into? Jimmy Butler said that didn't age well. J- Jimmy Butler said, <laughs> "Yeah, don't don't real. like don't don't come at me like that." Yeah. Bro. You know what I mean? And then what? They went. They gave to- they gave the Bucks a gentleman sweep. Yep. The Bucks were only able to pull off one win, and then the Celtics pulled off two wins. Yeah. 
Now, if the Lakers pull off three wins, then the, maybe the Heat take the championship. You I'm just know. saying, like that's that's the thing, bro. I'm I. I see this series being competitive, and I'm gonna say what I've said a million times about the Lakers guard rotation. I'm afraid of that Lakers guard rotation, not yeah. in a good way. I'm saying like I'm afraid for that Lakers yeah. guard rotation. Because yeah. I think honestly, like who do you, Rajon Rondo's been playing fantastic. Besides yes, that, who you have Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma has been he perform, eh. he comes out he comes out he once does in his a while. job yeah yeah he does his job one time you know once in a while he'll have like a above average performance right uh, who else who else who else you know, Caruso he, he, Caruso Caruso's pretty good KCP, KCP. Yeah. I hate KCP yeah, he can't I actually do very much he, dislike he really him. can't do anything can he I've, I think I've only seen him made one basket. The my entire my entire life. Maybe yeah, yeah, maybe even your entire life. And you're yeah. a Knicks fan. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, I know. Would you if the Knicks picked him up, would you be happy? No, absolutely not. But I'm not really happy with anything the Knicks, <laughs> Knicks do, do. So yeah, I'm well, pretty I'm pretty yeah. used to that. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't um, be surprised. So they have K- the KCP, uh if I'm remembering. I think he sucks actually. KCP I think, he, I think he's actually bad at he's a, basketball. He's a below average, if not terrible basketball player. Yeah, I for think for sure. I think I'd put a couple people on the Lakers bench. In before I put yeah. KCP in, no, I put Caruso in over KCP. A hundred percent. Who yeah. am I taking in the pickup game? Caruso. All oh day. yeah. The bald eagle. You yeah, kidding bro. me, bro? KCP. He doesn't even make layups. He also, doesn't even make layups. Also, also Caruso and, and LeBron have that like synergy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do. Exactly. I don't. I mean, like maybe maybe that's why they save Caruso for Caru the Caruso. They save Caruso for the second squad, so they have like a little bit of fire. Yeah. But uh, and they don't the really Lakers need him on the open. I mean, outside of like like we were sorry to cut you off. No, like no, what we yeah. were talking about, like besides outside of those guys, they don't really have a bench, so yeah. they just kind of save Caruso in there. Yeah, and I understand that, but it's like, wow, just KCP yeah. never fails to, to to blow my mind. Yeah, of like how bad he could take it performance. It's, it's, it's not good. It's not good. It's no bueno. It's it's no bueno. Yeah. No bueno. It's no, no good. They have J.R. Smith. He's been sipping recently. I don't think he's been playing too well. J.R. Smith. He. You know he does exactly what I think they expect him to do. He's not a young young youngster anymore. He's uh, he's getting older. He might he might make a couple threes here and there. Right. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he only played ten minutes the entire finals. Yeah. You know. Yeah. In no. Total. He's not. And then him and, and Dion Wade. I mean, like. Yeah. It's kind of just a, a, a flaccid. They're older. Yeah. It, yeah. It's an older flaccid guard rotation. And then you have the Heat. Goran Dragic. Go, yeah. Goran Dragic. Excuse Veteran. me. Veteran. Veteran. But a great player in his own regard can get, like I said, part of that Miami Heat system where if you get going, you get going and yeah. you're on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, I just I, I feel like the, the, the guard rotation for Miami is is better than for sure the Lakers. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got Tyler Hero, who is a top three rookie of the year. Yeah. Um, You got who else you got? You got Duncan Robinson. Mm-hmm. You got Duncan, playing you got very Butler. well. Jimmy Butler, who's been leading that team, running the offense. Yep. Uh, we got who is it? Was it, is it Jay Crowder? Jay Crowder's there. Yeah, Jay Crowder's yep. been playing very been well. Playing f- fantastic. Bam had one of the greatest playoff yeah. blocks of Andre all time. Iguodala. Andre Iguodala, who you know Kendrick always shows Nunn. up. Andre Iguodala also six straight finals appearances. If if the, if, if there is a, a word for if there is a, a definition of veteran, I mean he yeah. is it. No, hundred percent. Six straight final appearances. He either knows how to pick a team or he knows how to play good defense. I mean, there's it's got to be probably both. Other. Yeah, probably a good combination of both. And last night he was going crazy. I made soon, four threes. It was so hilarious. As soon as the Celtics fan right next to me, Jerry goes, "Yeah, he doesn't really do much on the court. He hits five straight threes. Yeah. And the other Heat Ridiculous. fan in the room was like, "What? What are you gonna say?" <laughs> This shit was crazy. But you, you never expect Andre Iguodala to do that. But he's also a finals MVP. Like, you can't take – I mean, it was a couple years ago, granted. But you yeah. can't take anything away from the guy. I mean, just look – okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list off, right? Kelly Olenek, Udonis Hasim, Myers Leonard, 
Derrick Jones Jr., Drake Crowder, Kendrick Nunn at point guard. I mean, just like, who do you want, bro? Kendrick, you know, yeah, Kendrick Nunn, Andre Iguodala, Goran Dragic, Duncan Robinson, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, Kyle here. Literally, they have so many forwards that are just, if not elite, could be like considered in that conversation. Like, yeah. I don't, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Well, what the question is, and we already kind of made our predictions. We kind of did we actually? We did in the beginning of the episode for for who's gonna win. Oh, right, right, we right, might right, have right, done right, a little right. bit prematurely, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah, I, was, I was excited to rattle it yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. But um, excited to get in here. So what it will come down to is, can the Heat be overwhelming to LeBron and AD? Because LeBron and AD kind of we already went through the whole team, the Lakers. They're really the ones, you know, that you gotta overwhelm, and they are they are forced to be reckoned with. But can the Heat stack up enough momentum to, to, to overwhelm those two? Here's two key factors I think you're going to play into this series. Yep. And it was something that I looked back on with the Nuggets. And I think I watched – it was the game where Lakers just looked completely unhinged, kind of like the Celtics did late uh, in Game 6. They looked really unhinged and just not at all. That was the one where LeBron was slamming his head against the yeah, – you know what I'm talking about? I remember, about? yeah. You need, if you're the Heat, to catch the Lakers in that momentum, or excuse me, not in that momentum, in that kind of pit, and you need to build off of that, right? We know also that, that LeBron tends to give up game ones, maybe to feel out the other team. You have to take that into account, too. If you could steal momentum in any way possible, that's what I think the Heat need to do coming into this series, because the Lakers are too consistent to play them straight up, okay? Yeah. And you have talented forwards, and you even have talented point guards, Okay, Kendrick Nunn's been playing fantastic. But you're going to need more than just, you know what I'm saying? You're going to need firepower. Because even if LeBron, I mean, we've seen LeBron do more with less. Yeah. Okay? Absolutely. You know, I, I talk about that guard rotation for the Lakers. That might not mean anything if LeBron decides to go poppy mode. Right. Okay? Yeah, for real. You know, like, if LeBron is just like, hey, man. Come on, man. That's so easy. And he yeah. just decides to start dropping buckets, we're all in trouble. Absolutely. Okay? And, and I kind of we're talking about finals, LeBron. We're talking about finals, LeBron. We're talking about finals, LeBron. After, I mean, he feels like he needs to avenge Kobe's death. I, Bro, he, I think he thinks that the Heat did it. Dude, did <laughs> you see the way he was sitting at the Lakers final celebration? Yeah, like that man, I guarantee was sipping this. Yo, he's yeah. gonna be sipping like Chardonnay, getting ready. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Practicing. He, does, he loves that Chardonnay. He's, he's gonna be sipping heavy. Okay, yeah. in Kobe's memory, as he should. Okay, right. but this is gonna be like you said. To your point. A different beast. Yeah. This LeBron, this iteration of LeBron, we're going to – and I love – actually, love what you said because compacting off of Kobe's death, bro, who right. knows what type of fucking LeBron we're going to see in this playoffs. Yeah. He might he might do some next shit and, like, <laughs> throw a lob from the three-point line, go up there and grab it himself, windmill 360 on you – know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't know. Jay Crowder's head top. Like, yeah. you don't – we really don't know. But well, the point is you got to – if you're the Heat, you got to catch him with, like – I'll use a fight announce, a, a, a fight um, comparison. If you can throw sand up in their eyes and give them a one, little one-two while they're down and build off of that momentum, I think the Heat have a chance of staying in this series. If not, give it to the Lakers. Yeah, absolutely. That was my whole spiel. Sorry about that. Yeah, No, of course. Um, I mean, also, this is a pretty defining moment in LeBron's career. I mean, he's got a perfect opportunity to get a ring. Not even that difficult. I mean, if he... If he, if he uh, if he chokes this finals, it is going to be a big stain on his career. You think so? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's getting older, of course, but like, I mean, this is probably the easiest championship he could get, or he or he's had the opportunity to get in a long time. Yeah, I was seeing Stephen A. Smith talking about that. I I, I think uh, 
I, I don't, you know what? I don't necessarily know if I agree with that, though. Well, think about his past championships. Okay. Who Let's is he going that. up again? We're talking about the Warriors, the greatest oh, okay. Warriors, okay. one of the greatest yeah. dynasties in NBA history. We're talking about the Spurs, yeah, who are also very okay. good. All right. I mean, yeah. and right now we're, I mean, and we're if we're comparing players on those teams, we're talking about Steph yeah. Curry, Kevin yeah. Durant, Clay Thompson. We're talking yeah. about Kawhi Leonard. We're talking right. about uh, 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 Ginobili. We're talking about Tim Duncan yeah. coming out of his prime. Right now we're dealing with talking about coaches. We're you know, listen, Pop. Right. Yeah, Pop, so. One of the best coaches yeah. of all time. Both on both teams, yeah. Steve Kerr and, and and right now yeah. we're dealing with Eric Spolstra, right. Jimmy Butler, yeah. and three ro- rookies. Okay, so um, I think that the Heat are just there are no pun intended. They're they're on fire right now. They're so hot. Like I think they're gonna come out swinging. And I think obviously there's an off chance. Like there's a chance that it, that it could that they, they they could pull a miracle out of their ass. But if LeBron doesn't win this championship, his goat conversation is. It's tarnished a little bit. Okay, yeah. I could definitely see that. I was thinking in terms of personnel because he has AD sure and he has, you know, um, the renaissance almost of Dwight Howard. A lot of people are com- kind of comparing him or seeing flashes of Orlando Dwight Howard, which was He's another beast well. entirely. He's, He's been, been playing, playing well. well. Uh, who else? Who else? JaVel McGee has been playing well since he kind of rebound from being on Shaq and the Fool. You know, they have talented guys, but at the end of the day, you know, I don't necessarily think, and it could be a component to that conversation or a facet of that conversation, that LeBron has, in the past, I think, uh, done more with, like you said, less or going up against greater competition. Uh, I just don't think this year it's not like he is, he's just being carried too. You know what I mean? Like, no. sure, he has AD, but, you know, he doesn't exactly have the, the, the strongest team. I mean, no, but he doesn't. I, I understand. Which now that I'm thinking about it a little bit more, yeah, like he's definitely, this is definitely easier than a lot of his other championships. But to your point on, you said if he loses this finals, his kind of goat conversation is tarnished for you um i think it'd be harder to make the the conversation how much like how much of a margin would he go like okay so considering that like let's let's just consider for a second or let's like picture it like this right you have who mj up here right for you who's your top three all time michael jordan lebron i don't know about number three yet number three is probably kobe i'd put kobe in there too probably so MJ up here, LeBron, let's say it's like a graph. You know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. with an X and, and Y axis, and there's, I, I forget, I think it's a bar graph or something? Yeah. Okay. How how much does, does LeBron's bar go down? Well, you got to think that LeBron has three championships. Right. Okay, he's been to the finals. This is his 10th time in the finals? Something, like, something crazy like that. 10th time? I think in so. His total Tenth. in his career? Like, and he, if he... Yeah, tenth if, because if he, he has he has more than some teams. Yeah, it's crazy. It's ten, his tenth time in the finals. If he loses this, he will be at thirty percent. Whereas you compare Kobe, who's at eighty percent, and MJ, who's at a hundred percent of wins in the finals. Okay. Oh, you're just you know going off of wins in the finals. So, so yeah, LeBron has done this, and he has these highlight plays, this, that, and the other thing. But it's like we're talking about men who can go out and win. And LeBron, if he, if he, I mean, he's older, and he's older. Um, I do think that his like 2016 team with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love, I think that that was a better team than this Lakers team was is. Uh, he was just younger. Everyone was younger. J.R. Smith was yeah. younger. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a better team than this Lakers yeah. team. But like, still, I mean, we're 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 talking about LeBron James here. He should have no problem going through this Heat team. I mean, it, if he if if it was LeBron from 2016 or 2012, I think that he would personally make sure that he swept this team, you know, but we're giving him a little bit of slack because he is 
year 17 he's like what 35 yeah he's older but i think that also kind of adds on to the argument for him personally to me for for the goat conversation because it's like when lebron goes to a team what does first take talk about or what happens when lebron goes to a team because i've seen plenty of winning franchise right right because I've seen a lot of, and not only that, I've seen a lot of inside NBA clips. I've seen a lot of first take clips. I've seen a lot of, you know, ESPN clips where it's like, okay, LeBron to this team. Okay, you got to, uh, we're going to automatically just put that team in the, in the playoffs conversation. Yeah. You know, like, and sure, I'm sure MJ, actually, if you talk about MJ in his early Bulls days, he wasn't exactly making the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, when he didn't have Scottie Pippen or whoever he had around him. Kobe, you could, you could I think Kobe is, is kind of above MJ in that, in that you know, conversation where he's like ability i guess what i'm talking about is like ability to lift a team into the playoffs i think you put kobe above mj in that situation mm. kobe had Shaq, man true kobe kobe had no problem getting those first three championships true uh, kobe had no problem kobe didn't even win finals mvp until Shaq left yeah I, I don't know it's such a it's such a hard conversation kobe didn't make the finals until like four years after Shaq left and we're talking about MJ missing the playoffs his first couple or mi- or not getting past the first round his first couple of years. Uh, neither did LeBron. Yeah. LeBron did not make the final. I mean, make the the playoffs until like t- his third year, maybe second, third year. <laughs> he didn't make the finals till two thousand nine. Mm. All right, I, I could, I could, I could almost see that. I just, to me, like off of just instinct, yeah. I, I'd say that like, if we're talking about ability to take a team and bring it to the playoffs, you know. I think I, I think don't know. LeBron definitely make like look at look at okay so MJ retired in '95. Yep. Uh, that team still made it to the Eastern Conference Finals without MJ. That Bulls team. LeBron left the Cavaliers in 2018. That team was the worst was team in the NBA. Disgustingly bad, yeah. That team was the worst team in the NBA. They went from being in the finals. Well, that's what I'm saying. To to getting like the first round pick. The 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 (laughs) effects of losing LeBron or adding LeBron are just so great that off of and and I think you made some great points, Nigel. I'd have to look more into it if I you know. But I was just going off of kind of like gut instinct. To me, LeBron is the type of guy to where you bring him in. It's like okay, this team could be considered in the playoffs. MJ, I'm sure in his later days, uh, and even I'll I'll give it to him because he's a great offensive player, great defensive player. You know, I think all three of those gentlemen are. And now that I'm thinking about it more, but to me, LeBron. I think that that holds some weight in that conversation, at least. You know. Yeah. No. And I also agree when people always tell me because I'm a big LeBron fan. Yeah. And I don't necessarily. Am, but you're I'm not. You're I'm not, not LeBron sexual. No. I'm not 100% convinced that he's the goat. No. Nah. I don't think he's. I don't know. What yet. MJ or LeBron? LeBron. No, I don't think he's. I don't. I'm not. I'm, I th- I put MJ above LeBron in terms of goat. My biggest problem with saying that MJ is the goat though is look who MJ was playing. And look who he was playing with. Like he was able to win a ton. Like yes, yeah, good. He had Scottie Pippen. It was Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. Right. You know he had a great team. Dennis Rodman. Right. Who was he going up against? Carl, like Carl Malone. You know what I'm saying he was going up against like like he wasn't going like we're talking about LeBron going up against Tim Duncan. We're talking about LeBron going. Yeah, up there were some tough teams. Kawhi back then, Leonard. Though. We're talking about LeBron going up with Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, like super super teams. <laughs> Yeah, that Utah Jazz team, that that big rival between the Utah Jazz mm. and the Bulls, Bulls, the Bulls were winning that every time. It wasn't like like no one expected True. the Jazz to win ever. No one expected LeBron to win ever. Yeah, except for like when he was on the Heat or whatever. It's but. it's that was that was that was pretty unfair that Heat team. <laughs> well, uh, uh, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't perform as well as people thought they would. But I'm just uh, saying, like, even even the optic of that heat, you know what I'm saying? But, like, yeah. it's all – I guess the point is it's a nuanced conversation, you know what I mean, that I would certainly need to look into more. Yeah. Uh, but my gut 
instinct kind of tells me it goes MJ, LeBron, Kobe. Yeah, I mean, I don't I, honestly. I might put even. I might put a uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar above Kobe, and just in my personal opinion. There's definitely some people that you could put above Kobe for um, sure. I mean, even, like even Tim Duncan's has more accolades than Kobe does. Yeah, I don't know. I always with the whole accolades thing. Like, it's great to. It's a great measuring stick, but also like I like to look at the the yeah. guy's legacy off the court too. So it's a whole thing. Uh, but real quick, we talk about Michael Jordan. He's starting his own NASCAR team pretty soon. Yeah, I don't know I if you saw that, that. with Bubba sick. Wallace. That's that's yeah. pretty sick. Hopefully, now that he's starting his NASCAR team, he can uh, get rid of the Charlotte Hornets or he can stop owning them so they could actually become semi-decent or have a team. chance at, at upwards mobility. Um, I don't know. I kind of like MJ having a say in the NBA uh, because he, yeah. is, he is a big owner of the Charlotte Hornets, so they kind of ask him for advice. But how, like, how, how well has his advice gone? Well, for the Charlotte Hornets, no bueno. But well, you, you think it might like, be like a case by case basis. With yeah. Teams? Well, look, look at when the, the whole bubble situation. He was like the guy kind of feeding out Adam Silver what to do. That's he was he the go between. Yeah. He didn't want yeah. like an asterisk over the championship. He didn't want like a, a, a tournament instead of a championship run. He said no. We have to do this legitimately. People's careers are on the line. Even when people were striking, like the when the players were refusing to play, he kind of acted as the mediator between yeah. owners and and players. I think they should give him just a spot in the nba just I, like yeah I don't, but i don't want him gming a team though like yeah i i, I think he's terrible at that he like no offense to, yeah he doesn't need to do that though he's yeah the goat okay he's the number one yeah slash number two basketball player playing of a basketball yeah hands down not, no argument not owning a team though make him like the the players advocate kind of guy make, yeah make him like the the director of players you can, you can make him like the head of, of the yeah. players association or some shit like that yeah make, make him human resources or some shit i don't know man like like give like make him like he should not be the gm of the charlotte no, hornets no no because it, i mean ugh, just is he the gm no he's the owner excuse he's me the owner, he's part owner I part think owner he owns yeah but he's he's basically like a gm he, he influences a lot of the decisions there yeah well, he hasn't really done such a great job. He hasn't really. So, I mean, maybe hit with this little foray into NASCAR. And, and like you said, if he gets an internal position at the NBA, which I think, honestly, he's done so much for the NBA that, you know, yeah. they should offer him some sort of a job. And, and if they can wean him away from owning the, the, the Charlotte Hornets, it'll only be a win-win situation because then his ego gets stroked and then the Charlotte Hornets aren't or at least won't be ass yeah, or I, as I ass as they would be. I don't think be. he needs money. I don't think he's no, doing he's it for the money. No, he's got money in spades. Yeah. <laughs> The amount of Jordan shoes he sells. Yeah, and the, the, this owning a NASCAR team, as long as this NASCAR team is successful, uh, he shouldn't need to be part owner. Yeah, Bubba Wallace owners. is a good driver. Yeah, I think he's finished. I think he finishes middle of the pack a lot, but I don't watch that much NASCAR. But I he's don't, yeah, I don't really he's a semi competent driver. And you know, also if you're talking about the optic of things with everything that's going on, I think it's great that they have this team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, partially black owned, black driver. Like it's great right. to see that kind of growing up in a sport where. Yeah. You know, we don't have to say what what that sport kind of symbolizes with all the traditionally white. Yeah, you know. yeah. Like, and and also the stigma, whether or not it's warranted. You know, in some cases it is because they have right. all those Confederate flags and the stigma of racism and and redneck. And if they can branch out and make it accessible to more people, you know, the way Bubba came up, I think, was through the the black. Um, amateur racing circuit or something along those lines the african-american amateur yeah. racing circuit. so it's great that you know the you know nascar is kind of branching out with this and allowing uh jordan to step in and you know like i said it, it helps everyone it's a win-win if the charlotte hornets aren't going to be terrorized for lack of a better term by by michael jordan and michael jordan gets to own his own nascar team and then gets to gets to serve some position in the nba i'm happy yeah and he's you know, happy that's a great point too i mean michael jordan is just a beloved character yeah and he's very recognizable 
And I think if anyone was going to start making that bridge into NASCAR, it'd be him. He'd be the one yeah. that was most successful at it. Yeah. Uh, I totally support it. I like I like what he's doing. Right. Uh, MJ's a smart guy, especially when it comes to money and strategy yeah. and stuff. Unless you're talking about gambling, anyways. Or, uh, or again, owning an NBA team. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, those two things maybe not. Yeah, you stay away from those. Yeah, but uh, no, no, I'm happy. I'm happy with Michael Jordan. I'm happy with uh, with everything, man. All right. It's just, I'm getting ready for good finals. Yeah, man. I'm prepared. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm locked I got, in. I got, baby. My, I got my popcorn in. We should watch. We should. Yeah. We should. We should. We should. Oh, we. Will, I'm gonna be watching every game. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. We got. We got. We got to lock in and watch that. Okay. We got a couple more things to get into. Actually, a few more things to get into. Do you want to talk about Billy Donovan, head coach of the Bulls? Sure, let's talk about it. I think uh, Billy Donovan, man, great coach. Great coach. Uh, I think it's an upward, upwards move for for the for the Bulls. You know, a lot of buzz has been surrounding these Bulls. I heard, you know, kind of like rumors of Anthony Davis going there. I don't know how well those have materialized, but nonetheless, you know, the Bulls. I feel like kind of have who they have. Laurie Markkinen. They have a. Sort Zach, of, they have Zach Levine, Kobe yeah, they, White. Yeah, yeah. Like they have, I want to say it's promising, a promising, promising young team. team. Yeah. And adding, uh, you know, like I said, adding Billy Donovan only kind of catapulted that further. You know, because Billy Donovan, as we know, handles star power. You know, he's kind of more, I feel like he's kind of, he's, he's I don't want to say he handles star power that well because he was kind of more of a hands off coach with Russell Westbrook. But like I said, he's a great coach nonetheless. Uh, the system worked. OKC made it into the playoffs, you know. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think it's a, I think it's a positive move. I think it's a step in the right direction, though. Uh, definitely. Uh, the the Bulls are a promising young team. Yeah. Out of as far as promising young teams go, it's probably they're probably top three in the yeah. league right now, right behind the Pelicans. Right. Uh, they have a good shot of of growing into something that to be take recorded. a while though I think it's, like, gonna, it's gonna take a couple of years I think Zach Levine is perfect for that he's young he's explosive he's got fire yeah uh, Kobe White great competitor yeah just from his rookie year he didn't put up crazy numbers he's not really in the conversation for rookie of the year but he did I think he, he made he made all rookie second or third team yeah he was he played well he played his he played what he needed he did he did what he needed to do yeah uh, probably outperformed R J Barrett in some respects yeah. Um, I like the way that, especially especially marketing Lowry yeah. Mark, whatever his name is, yeah. good good player. Yeah, uh, he went he went pretty he did pretty pretty good this year. Definitely a notable player on the Bulls. Um, I'm happy for that Bulls team. I think Billy Donovan is going to make a good addition. At yeah, the coaching spot. Good addition. And going back on what I said earlier, I think uh, I actually I'm re- I'm kind of revisiting what I said and kind of maybe going back on it a little bit. I don't know how well that hands off kind of attitude that Billy Donovan has. I mean. Do they have like a go-to? I guess it's their go-to guy would be what Zach Levine. Zach Levine. Yeah. And you know Zach Levine kind of had a little bit of static. I remember with the past coach where he was being you know a little bit too controlling with the minutes, or or Zach Levine wasn't in the final, you know the shots that he wanted. Um, I just don't. I think Billy Donovan's a great coach, but like don't just let them do whatever they want. You know, especially with such a young team. Like I think you need to be a bit more hands-on. So as long as Billy Donovan's hands-on and and gives. Uh, not complete freedom to to Kobe White, to Zach Levine, to Laurie Markkinen, but like also lets them develop and grow. Because the name of the game for a young team like this is develop and grow, right? Right. Like that's why I think Billy Donovan. It's like kind of almost a double-edged blade. You know, like sure you can let them develop and grow with a hands-off mentality, but also don't let that go too far off. Like let's keep what we have and build off of it, not just kind of throw every you know throw caution to the wind and. And just let the players do whatever they want. So as long as Billy Donovan kind of can fit in well to that system, I think he'll be fine, and I think the team will be fine. Yeah, I give agree. it, give it a, like what two, three years. 
Uh, and I think Zach Levine is that man. You know, the like go-to he, guy on the team. He will, yeah. he will, but he will make shots. Yeah, he will go down the court and he'll get these points. Well, that's what I'm saying. As long as Billy um, Donovan puts a ball in his hands and says, "Hey, man, like do what you think is right," yeah. I think he can make those shots. Focus on him. Yeah, you know, build around him. Build around him. Very good player. He's proven very successful. He's, uh, what is he? A dunk? He's a dunk contest champion too. Yep. Uh, he's a great player. He great ma- player. He makes his threes. He's okay. very athletic. Very athletic. off the charts athletic. Kind of like Westbrook. Yeah. Um. I see something. Obviously, there's something in his future, and I think Billy Donovan will be good for him. Yeah, I think. I think. Uh, as like I said, as long as he's just a little bit like not too. Uh, you don't. You don't want like if you're like a parent, right? You, you maybe if your kid drinks a little bit, you know, you know about it, but you say, "Hey, come back at this time," or, or you develop yeah. that trust. But like, don't be the parent if you're Billy Donovan that just lets your kid do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, no, develop the trust. Right. Yeah, develop and the trust, but also have a system. Billy Donovan's not stupid. No, he's not yeah. stupid by any means. I'm just yeah. saying, like the way he kind of, and I know firsthand because I'm an OKC fan. Right. Like he just kind of let Russell Westbrook do whatever the hell he wanted and wall out, and yeah. then he, that kind of had some negative effects. So I'm just saying, don't don't do that with the Chicago Bulls. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So are, you, are you referring to back when Kevin Durant was on the team? Are you talking about recently? No, I'm talking about more recently, like back after Kevin Durant left and and Russell Westbrook was kind of just going crazy a little bit. And I, I mean, he did have a great season. Yeah. But also at the same time, you know, he was steal- there's a whole con- controversy with him stealing rebounds and pat stat or stat padding and all that. Um, yeah. Just just if you're Billy Donovan, you got great fundamentals of the head coach just don't don't let things slip away well he just didn't i don't think billy donovan trusted the other players on the team and obviously that was a mistake because look at okc now yeah um you could he could trust those players he was wrong um but i think at the time the stigma was just like if the westbrook doesn't have the ball you're just going to be losing yeah. and oh, i feel I mean, like that, i feel like that also played a reverse effects too like the players probably felt the same thing they don't have any trust yeah with the coach, so yeah they're not going to perform well which just wasn't true because they had a, a pretty talented team when yeah when, you know what I'm saying? Around that time frame, like it wasn't like they were just a bunch of bums. Yeah, no. Well, Westbrook was the man, though. Westbrook was making those game-winning shots. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I, th- th- it's a whole thing, man. Like, you can't just. I, I know there's like something to be said for star potential and star power and the ability of a guy to get the ball in his hands and make those shots. But also, you know, it's, it's just it, basketball is a team sport. Yeah. You're not getting any. I mean, you might get some games, sure. Yeah. But. You know, you're not going to be able, especially not in this NBA, where yeah. everyone seems to have, like, two or three go-to guys. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Save a few teams. You're not going to be able to get that done with just that. You know, if, Absolutely. if, if just, uh, what's his name, Zach Levine's coming up the court and shooting, you know. Look at the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. I mean, I know the Brooklyn Nets aren't the best team outside of Kyrie, and they're getting KB, KD back next year, but Kyrie took a, a large amount of offensive possessions, and they weren't that good. Yeah. Well, Kyrie you know? also has a bad habit of doing that. Yeah. Well, I mean – we shit on Kyrie a lot, but yeah. you know, I'm just saying it's 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 all it's all similar conversations that can be that can be had about that. So, Absolutely. in in summary, I think uh, I think Billy Donovan, good addition, good yeah, addition to that Bulls team, and the only way for for this Bulls team Bulls team, excuse me, to go is up. Yeah, know? no, absolutely, yeah, bright future. Talk about head coach positions, Mike D'Antoni to 76ers, to the 76ers? Mm. Question mark, and a possible roster shakeup to a more small ball esque format. For the 76ers? Yes. I think I tend to think this is a terrible idea. Terrific idea. Just absolutely horrible. I don't think I think like here's the thing, right? Oh Mike D'Antoni, what am I talking about? Yeah, Mike D'Antoni, excuse me. I was thinking of Brett Brown for a second. I got I got like turned around mentally. Yeah. Mike D'Antoni, great coach. Again, like a similar situation to Billy Donovan. Uh is 
experience with dealing with a star player, right? Right. But the only difference with Mike D'Antoni is that Mike D'Antoni knows how to get guys involved around that star player. That's why we saw Chris Paul. That's why we saw, you know what I'm saying, Clint Capella getting, re- get, you know, eating right. around, around uh, Harden. Excuse me. The only thing is he goes to the 76ers, right? The 76ers right now, uh, their team's eh. It's just a lot of overpaid guys that really shouldn't be overpaid. Not a lot of shooting, you know. I just don't know how well he's going to fit into that system. And I think, like, the only way that he's going to be successful is if they just got the... You know, because, like, right now, I don't th- I don't see him fitting very well, like, a, a piece into that into that 76ers offense or that 76ers defense. You know, like, he has a lot of great players at his disposal, like Ben Simmons. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Joel, Joel Embiid. Um, Tobias Harris. You know, even if he's, you know, overpaid, he's still decent. You know, like... He doesn't have bad players at his disposal, excuse me, but I think the style of basketball that he coaches, he would need to just gut that entire core. Well, maybe save a few pieces. Well, like Joel. I feel like Joel is like kind of similar to Clint, except he can shoot a little bit better and he's more dynamic. But yeah. maybe you get rid of everyone but Joel uh, and you whip Joel in the shape. Like you got it. Like if you're Joel, get into better shape. But that's a, that's a conversation for another time. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like you gut everyone except Joel maybe I'd see the thing is it's tough because Bel, you know Ben Simmons is locked into that monster contract yeah so I, I guess you just keep the guys you overpaid and try to do something with that I don't know well I think I think uh Mike D'Antoni would I think he's gonna bring something spe- new to the floor whereas the 76ers their biggest problem was you know they had no space on the floor they couldn't spread the floor um Love that. you know yeah they, they didn't have really much three-point shooting and so they were just getting clogged up at the rim all, all the time uh, I think if Mike D'Antoni can come in and implement a system or or, or get some guys in there who can sp- space the floor a little bit, get some three-point shooters, uh, I think it'd be a good cha- change of pace for the 76ers, actually. Hmm. Uh, maybe he can run some, some – maybe he can drop some plays where they're primarily looking at three-point shooters, which would give Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid a chance to operate. Yeah. You know? Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's kind of like to my argument that I'm making here is like – the 76ers this season, they had a very unique offense where it was like kind of crash the boards, or not, excuse me, crash the boards, but crash the basket, you know, yeah. get 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 uh, Joel Embiid in the paint, you know, get Ben Simmons cutting, you know. But the thing is, how well is he going to fit into that system if they don't have a lot of shooters? You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. to my point, that's what I'm saying. They would need to go and pick up some serious firepower. Uh, and I think he'd be, if, if they can pick up that great pi- firepower, he'd be a great addition to that team. Because Mike D'Antoni's a great coach. Yeah. It's just for me, it's a scheme fit. Well, th- this will define if he, how great he is. If he can come in here and if he can uh, drop some plays or get some players over there, that would that would that would that could fit into a system that would work for Ben. Because what you want to do is you want to build around Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Mm. Obviously, they're the best people on the team. Yeah. They both have bright futures, no matter where they are. Yeah. Um, if Ben Simmons can just make a jump shot and develop a jump shot, yeah, seriously. he'd be so good. Yeah, for real. Because he already so just plays good. phenomenal defense. Yeah. Um, their their problem is not really defense. And he he sla- he's a great slasher. Like he's a great creating slasher. You right. know what I mean? Like, pfft. absolutely. But go ahead. Sorry, my fault. Uh, no, of course. Um, but yeah, if he can if he can just find a way to build around those players uh, with the, with the talents they already have, because there's no guarantee that Ben Simmons will get a jump shot. So if he can, if it, it might be a good change of pace for the Sixers. You know, I don't think it's all bad. Um, I, like you said, he definitely has more experience just working with small small ball. Uh, and this will be hard for him to to kind of get into this to this system, but uh, I support it. I think he should go to the 76ers. It might be it might be the change that they need. 
Could you know be. What I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not right right now. The ship is sinking. Yeah. Um, they're not looking too good. They're looking like their playoff window is. I mean, their championship Close. window is pretty much closed. Yeah. Um, that might be what they need. That might be the change. That might be the push. I could definitely. Yeah, I could see that, Nige. I just think it's like in this situation, it might be like a a 65-35 split. Yeah. You know, like there's a chance that it could go wrong. Oh yeah. But like, it, like I said, you you you, you kind of hit the nail on the head, man. He's a great coach. I don't see why an addition of, of a coach like him to this team could hurt, except that they would just need to, you know, give him some extra weapons and, and, and really just kind of figure their shit out. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't want to say revamp, but like a partial revamp. Yeah. You know, the shake, 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 shake things up. They need, they got to shake, shake it things up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Shake it up. All right. Want to talk about our top five actors in the league? Yeah. Let's talk about uh, are, this is gonna be are we talking about like flop, like people who just like, flop, yeah. yeah. To, people that would get Emmy nominated. Go ahead. Okay, so my number one, and this is, I guess it's not, we always do this. It's this not is in any top five order. actors yeah, in the lead, league. The ones that deserve all the Grammys. And the the Grammys, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Get calls like nobody's business. This right. is not in any particular order. Right. Just want to throw that out there. At number one, though, I had LeBron James, also known as, a.k.a. LaFlop James. There is that historically famous clip of, I believe it was Mario Chalmers, or, no, wait, who was it? There was, oh, Tyson Chandler, not Mario Chalmers, because he was on the Heat. Yeah. Tyson Chandler going in, you know what I'm saying? LeBron drew out the flagrant, kind of like flopped around, held his neck. That's a famous, you know what I'm saying? That, that I remember seeing that back in like middle school when the kid with the, you know what I'm saying? The sniper meme where he was yeah. like, he like reloads. Yeah. And it was like James, and it's like, what type of league are we if that's a flagrant? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So he's well known for flopping. I mean, with all these guys, there have been compilations on YouTube that you can look up of them flopping, but. LeBron James, I mean, quite literally, in this playoff series, the Lakers presented to the officials a case that he should be getting to the line more. Yeah. yeah. Why? Maybe because he stopped flopping yeah. as much. You know? This could be, yeah. Who knows? So that was my number one personally. Uh, number two, Marcus Smart. Yeah. There is that, again, famous Shaq Nafool clip where he goes up like a dolphin. Mm, yeah. And probably considered widely to be one of the most egregious flops in NBA history. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, he's great at getting calls, too. He's a great defender in that right. I just think he definitely deserves to be on this list because he's flopped his ass off a shit ton of times. Uh, and, and whether it be for calls or whether it be for, you know, just, just seeing what he can draw out, uh, I think he, he definitely deserves to be on this list. Yeah. And number three, I had James Harden. Yeah, James now for, Harden. For James Harden, flopping isn't just a last second resort no. it's a way of life it's a way to get to the <laughs> get to the line he gets the a very large percentage of his points from the free throw line that's what i'm saying he is so good at scoring that he has figured out a way without even sh well i mean i guess shooting the ball after the play but he has figured out a way where he does not even have to you know what i'm saying like yeah. he can just flop and get to the line easily yeah. he's revolutionized scoring the ball and everyone knows that i mean that's Absolutely, common yeah. knowledge amongst the nba but he's revolutionized it to the point that He's made flopping something that usually players do to, to see if they can draw out a call. He's mastered that. Yeah, so, well, to, he'll, every jump shot he takes, he pretty much falls yeah, to the floor right after. Yeah. You know, he just yeah does it. The, hoping he, that he, he like gets fat, the call. Yeah, yeah, he'll go up in the air. He fat joes, leans back, and then falls <laughs> yeah. on the floor. Yeah, that's Harden. That's so it, that's it, I, I think he definitely deserves to be in this conversation for sure. Patrick Beverly, number four. Ooh. Yeah, hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Uh, there is a compilation of Patrick Beverly flapping his uh, flopping his ass well, off. Yeah, that's defense is his. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Go back. He's sort of like a Marcus Smart type character, though. I think he does it more to get under, you know, the other team's skin more than anything. Like Marcus Smart isn't trying to get under your skin deliberately. I think he just wants to get calls. You know what I'm saying to better his team. Yeah. Um, 
whereas Patrick Beverly will do it deliberately to get under your skin and, and to draw fouls out. Number five, Chris Paul. Chris Paul, yeah. I'd probably put Chris Paul above Patrick Beverly, honestly, but yeah. we don't have this in any particular order. Uh, another guard that'll do anything to get a call. We saw right. him even outside of flopping, you know, talking about the untucked jersey, getting a call for that. You know, in the last game of the playoff series against the Rockets, he, you know, reversed the call where they had the timeout. I mean, this guy will do anything to draw out a call, and flopping is just one of the techniques that he uses to get himself to the line, to get his teammates to the line. Just anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that, that was my top five. I know there's a lot more probably that I'm not thinking of, but I'm sure, as always, you will enlighten me with more that I didn't even think of. I don't have any honorable mentions today, yeah. but that was, that was my top five. I, I like your list. Yeah. Um, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. I think I, I was thinking about it kind of last night a little bit, and I was kind of – I think we pretty much came with this. I, I didn't even think of Patrick Beverly. That was a surprise to me. Yeah, it was kind of my dark horse um, sleeper pick. Yeah, I mean, an honorable mention. If you, I mean, I'd put Dennis Rodman on that list. Yeah, he loved it, kind of in the same way Patrick Beverly did, but he was better at it. He he just loved getting tangled up, <laughs> pretending yep. Yep. that it's not his fault. Yeah. Was, oh, um, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, you he know? was good at that. Uh, people loved him for it, actually. Surprisingly. Yeah. Um, LeBron James. He's also, you know, the. He, I mean, there was a clip the other from from last night's game. He went up for the layup. And halfway an through and the layup, he looked at the ref like, are you serious? And one. Yeah, yeah he, yeah, like, like, screamed something yeah. and probably screamed and one. Yeah, he yeah. did, yeah. He called for yeah. an one halfway made, up. He made the layup, but it was just hilarious just, like, watching him go up and then looking at the refs like, are you fucking It's like, dude, me? you're, like, 6'7", 250. Nobody's really getting in your way, bro. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, he... He cleared the other person. The other person got knocked out of the way. And it he was had Jamal a, Murray. Yeah. It was, yeah, Jamal Murray got knocked out of the way. He had an open lane to the basket, and he was like, and one. And I was like, dude. Yeah. I mean, regardless whether he hacked you or not, I mean, still, you, you got a clear shot to the lane. Yeah. You know? so, and also, I mean, another thing I was going to say, dude, all these guys, I mean, not all these guys, but, you know, some of the guys in this list are elite talent, and they're going to get calls. Yeah. You know, and they know that. Yeah. James Harden, LeBron James, Chris Paul, they know they're going to get certain calls. Right. So you know that that has to play something into the conversation as well no absolutely okay so what was your three you had so far you had lebron lebron dennis rodman dennis rodman and i'd say uh marcus smart marcus obviously smart. probably number one on my list marcus smart is number one like probably. what in terms of like ranking them if we were going to put them in order which we're not okay i'd no. probably have marcus smart number one okay interesting uh just because like wow he just he just flops sometimes I mean, it's that that dolphin one is a highlight. Hilarious. But that's not even like his worst one, in my opinion. Like I've seen him do worse. Like, I've seen, seen him do. just like, you know, for no reason. Yeah. Uh, and then, like you said, uh, who was your other one? James Harden and Chris James Paul. Har James Harden. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely put James Harden before Chris Paul. But yeah. that'd probably be my starting five. Well, that's because it's, it's a it's a facet of his game. Like flopping is quite literally a part of of the way he plays the game, yeah, which well, is crazy. Well, James Harden does get fouled though. I mean, he gets fouled, but when he doesn't, he like he's pretty but good he, at playing he it. Off. He pushes it. He, he will drive for the for the end one. Uh, I might put Dwayne Wade on there a little bit. Yeah, uh, they had to make a rule for Dwayne Wade. That's true. Called what was it called? The D Wade rule or whatever something like it was that. Called, is he would pump fake. The defender yeah, would get the in the air, and then he would jump into, into him. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, 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 which you're not allowed yeah. to do that anymore because nah. of Dwayne Wade. Right. He was very good at that. That's I might put, I, see, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I might put him there. But besides that, yeah, it's a pretty good list. Yeah. Um, I, I like your list too, man. Yeah. No, I mean, I was thinking a little bit more classic players too. No, yeah. I was, was going to say, I figured you were going to bring in the more classic ones, so I'd bring yeah. in the more recent ones. But that was kind of a nice little you know, clashing of, of, of old and new yeah. players. Uh, all right. 
with that, do you want to you want to get into calling Fredo the Don real quick? Let's talk about let's talk about Fredo. Yeah, let's, let's see talk what about he has Fredo. to say right. about. Let's see what let's see what Fredo's saying. Give me a second. I gotta fire yeah. up the phone. We actually we found the solution to why the phone was making alien noises last time. Yeah, it was our phones. It was our phones that we keep on the desks. Um, interfering, interfering with that phone down there. That's why it sounded. I thought I don't even think people saw that because um, the person we had on didn't want to be included in the podcast anyway. So okay. I don't think that part made it in. But uh, to sum it up for people, because my phone to sum it up again. for people, we tried to call someone. It sounded like an alien ship from ET was landing. Yeah. Like I said, or like Russian nuclear codes. Yeah, it didn't sound good. Turned out that it was our phones just bugging us. Either either we turn them off, or we could just toss them as soon as we just like hey. Boom. Yeah, well, my, mine's off, so yeah, I'm, I'm innocent. It's, this is, if it fucks up, it's all you. Yeah, no, it's, it's not going to be all <laughs> me. Yeah, trust me, trust me. Uh, but, yeah, so to buy time now, we are about to call Fredo, and this is obviously following the Celtics' uh, heart-crushing loss right. to the Miami Heat in a pivotal game six. You hate to see it. Is he going to admit that we were right? Yeah, he probably will. I okay. mean, I, I texted him about, about this earlier, and he was like, I'm about to go get killed on the show bro well i mean he made some bold predictions we did we for the most part we disagreed with him yeah uh respectfully of course yeah and um you know that's why that's why he's afraid of the don he's a maverick he does things his own way you know what i mean yeah no i mean what he was saying wasn't wasn't wrong at all uh it just didn't work out for the celtics which was a shame what are we looking at someone just uh i'm getting afraid on the line here Mm. Again, keep keep them entertained. They're not. Oh, you know I'm good at that. They they love them when I keep them entertained. <laughs> She's filling up some great airspace right now, Nigel. Yeah, they I love know. it when I keep them entertained. <laughs> the, the waves are coming coming through. There we go. We got we got them on the phone here. Hold on. Is he here? Got to patch them through. We got to oh, yeah, yeah. patch them through. through. All right, Fredo. I'm gonna put you on. I'm gonna. Yep, I'm gonna put you on hold, and you're gonna be on the air, my guy. All right. All right, Fredo. Hello, sir. You are on the air on the Spreading the Floor podcast for the first time in studio on mic. That's right. How do you I'm feel? I'm very excited. Thank you for having me. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah. I, this this, oh, this wow. is awesome. This is, we got the bells and whistles. You can hear Nigel, right? You can hear Nigel uh, okay? Test? Uh, yes, yes. Wow, Perfect, bro. We cool. got For the first time, we got Fredo in the studio. That's right. Let's fucking oh, go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, oh, yeah. Fredo's here. So, Fredo, we got to pick your brain here, man. Since we have you in the studio, we got to get the raw, unfiltered emotion here. How do you feel knowing that your Celtics got ousted in Game Six against the Heat in a in heartbreaking fashion, just kind of falling asleep, falling apart, whatever you might want to say late in that game? I watched that yeah. game. Yeah. What What are your thoughts, man? Give me your unfiltered, raw, just just emotional thoughts. Uh it's pretty shit, man. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Um, it's was disappointing, um, but I mean, it is really difficult to get uh, back from three um, one. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I didn't want this. I I didn't expect it to happen because I still had hope. Um, but I knew there was there there was a thing in the back of my mind thinking. Uh, I mean, we are down three one, so it's a very high possibility. Yeah, I mean, I feel like only a few teams, <clears throat> the Denver Nuggets, can come back from a 3-1 deficit. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, I was actually, and this is something I wanted to talk about at the beginning of the episode, and let me know what you think here, Fredo. Yeah. I think, personally, that the Celtics, they are in still a golden position, and I think they can make uh, more of next year, if not the same yeah. uh, late play, or, you know, deep playoff run. I just think that 
Jason Tatum, I, A, I, need, oh, go ahead. Sorry about that. No, 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 continue. Okay, I was about to say, you know, Jason Tatum needs to work on his shot creation a little bit more. I think yep. that the Celtics need to work on their I, – I don't know if it was because they were just they, – they became nervous or they just kind of evaporated in the playoffs. That might be it. I just think Jason Tatum needs to work on his shot creating. I think if Marcus Smart can continue with his offensive ability and, you know, even uh, kind of compact on his um, defense even more, I think that's great. And obviously Jalen yeah. Brown can, can improve. I mean, the entire team can improve. Uh, yeah. and, and Kemba – I mean, I think it just comes down to, to working on offense, working on offensive sets. You know, not you, you got to work out on everything, man. But like yeah. defensive, offensive sets, just just working on flowing a little bit more. Because for a lot yeah, of the possessions I, in that game, I thought they were disjointed. It was very odd, and even some of the no, the Raptors series. They 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 had a difficult time with the zone. Um, yeah, you big time. Which 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 made no sense to me though, because they're a very good three point shooting team, and when you play zone. Um, that forces you to shoot the three more. Right, right. Um, so that was a little confusing. But I still, yes, to, to your point, uh, I do believe they are going to be right back uh, as to where they are now, um, even impossibly better. The, the, thing with, the thing that I've been thinking about is, though, we have the Brooklyn Nets that are coming next year. And That's true. they have Ky- Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Yeah. Um, and so that will be a test because they also have a really good surrounding cast. They have Karis LeVert. They have Justin Allen. Yeah. Um, they have DeAndre Jordan. They're going to be very good. And uh, um, Steve Nash's coach, which I do think we can go yeah, on the record. I think I, I, I think I, I think he will be a very good coach. Yeah, I think he'll pan um, out. He could, uh, he could be like a Steve Kerr-esque coach. Um, right. In that sense, just being a former player. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful for next year. Um, we need the, the, the issue with us in the series was we literally had the lead in 75%. That's true. Holding on to leads is another thing they need to work on desperately. And I also and think that Gordon Hayward we, coming back is going to do them, you know, if he can stay healthy, exactly. so, it's going to be great. So the, there's a, there is factors. We... I've always had an issue with injuries, and especially this year. Um, Kemba had a nagging knee injury. Yeah. Gordon is just Gordon. I mean, it, I we can never get a full season out of him. Um, yeah. If everything goes right injury-wise, which is, I mean, in any professional sport, that's difficult. Yeah. Um, but next year, I, I, I'm, I'm very hopeful that they uh, will do well. But the thing is with this series, though, they had – so many turnovers. Yeah, they, they were very sloppy with the ball too. I mean, that kind of plays I into having was, that disjointed I, offense. Yeah, I think I think it was game five, maybe or game four. Right. We had I think I think we had like eighteen or twenty turnovers during the game. Yeah. Which is terrible. It was you bad. Can't win, you can't win a game like that, even though the game is close. All the games were close. Um, but like. You, you can't win with 20 turnovers. Like, that's just not going to happen. If they clean uh, their play up, I think they win that series. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do, too. If they limited their turnovers, I, I, I do, too. They also just need to be able to close out games. Yeah. That was their issue. Because um, they literally were completely fine um, through the first half. 
Um, and then we would just have a slow start in the third quarter. Yeah. And this, we would go, gain this momentum, and then we would find ourselves in a position where we don't or didn't want to be in. Yeah, uh, that's what we were talking about, too, at the beginning of the episode. Like, the Heat, I made this kind of this point that the Heat are not only great at capturing momentum, but they're also great at kind of yeah. siphoning momentum from the teams that they play. So when the Heat are, are playing terrific, the Celtics were playing terrible. When the Celtics were playing great, the Heat were playing terrible. So it kind of it goes hand in hand. And also, compacting off of what you said, Fredo, I think that Jason Tatum needs to get started earlier in games. That's another big thing he I does. saw late in that series he against does. the Heat is that Jason Tatum wasn't getting going early enough. No, no. Yeah, exactly. Well, you saw uh, – it was game five, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He had zero points in the first half. And then in the second half, he blew up. He had 28. Yeah. But, um, like, you, you can't have that happen. And great, you had 28, but you had 28 in the, in the second half. You right. You can't do that. Um, and also, uh, Kemba needs to um, – I, I don't they, – they need, they need to orchestrate an offense where, where Kemba – is able to be dominant like he is because as we saw in the Toronto series, um, like I think the Toronto series kind of messed him up mentally because they put a box in one defense on him and yeah. he couldn't handle that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's that, that kind of stuck with him and it kind of ruined his kind of groove. Um, and it, it carried on to him, um, like with him, um, through the uh, heat series, and so like, see, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta. He has to step up in that way. See, I don't know um, if I necessarily I, agree. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, but I, I think we're gonna be fine. We're gonna be good next year. Um, we're gonna compete. Um, and Jason Tatum, I think next year will be in the conversation uh, of probably being an MVP candidate. Um, I'd so, say definitely All Star candidate for sure. But I, MVP again. candidate definitely. I said I, I think he can definitely yeah, be in that All Star conversation. But I, MVP, yeah, I mean, that, that might be a little bit of a long shot. But we have to see next year. Like I said, I they mean, work on that I offense. Mean, if, if this, if the, if the season, if if the season were normal, and obviously there was no pandemic going on, um, Jason Tatum, after the All Star break, was having a like. That the second half of the season was was like unstoppable. Yeah, he was playing terrific. Um, and so I mean, if that was Jason Tatum the whole season, that he would would have been an MVP conversation. So if he can do that, then I I, I, I think he, he basically yeah. just has to get a haircut like every couple weeks. That's big. Yeah, <laughs> top exactly. five. That, that's 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 a difficulty. Top five he when he gets be a cut. Headband, bro. Yeah, no. Uh, no, to your point, though, uh, you know... Yeah, to, to no, your, I, I'm excited for next year, though. To the point that you made, though, Fredo, I don't know necessarily if it's about just getting Kemba the ball. I think they just need to work on filling out that Celtic. Like, when the Celtics are playing the prototypical Celtics game, everyone's getting the ball, everyone's get, you know, everyone's scoring, I think they just need to flesh yeah. that out just a little bit more. And I think that yeah. if they can get Kemba the ball more and he's more dominant, that's great. But if they can get that entire offense working, I think that's even better. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Um... And also, I Robert Williams we saw in the playoffs, um, like come up. They didn't use him. You didn't. They didn't really use him a lot during uh, the Heat series. Yeah. Um, because just based off of different matchups, but uh, he'll be good. Daniel Tice is just a great yeah. uh, role player. I mean, obviously, I think if we could upgrade the center position, that is a must. 
Yeah. Because um, we still, even with Daniel Tice, we're, we're, we're a small team. Right. Um, and so uh, if, if we have a chance to do that, and we do, I mean, we do have the number 14 pick or number 13 pick this year uh, from the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, so that will obviously be helpful. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. But uh, obviously this was disappointing. Um, this was not what I expected. Um, and so it, it, on, on to next year. Mm. Fredo. Fredo. Yeah. Uh, Can you hear me loud and clear? Uh-oh. Yes. I have a question. He's coming in hot. No, no, no. I have a question. Um, right. I think that last time you were on the show, we were talking about the Celtics' predictions and everything. Uh, I think you were right. I think you made some great points about all the players. Um, you, I mean, you, you, have some, you have some very hot takes about, you know, Jason Tatum and everything, which I agree. I think Jason Tatum is going to be a great player within the next He's definitely going to blossom next year. He's going to blossom. Yeah. He's going to do very yeah. well. Um, my question for you is, do the Celtics need an upgrade at a, at, a, at a certain position, or do you think they need another piece, or do you think that they are winning a championship with this team in the future? I think that they develop, they're fine, but that's just me. Go every, ahead, Fredo. I mean, every year we see improvement yeah. um, between Tatum, um, Jalen, right. um, even Marcus Smart with his shooting. Um, and so, I mean, if we got this far in the Eastern Conference Finals, um, and we beat the defending champs, the Toronto Raptors, um, I think we can do it without adding another piece. But I still think we do need – I think we are still one piece away from winning a championship. Maybe not getting to one, but from winning. Okay. I think it's also um, a precious – You also – because cause the it, next year is just going to be, like, chaotic because – you have the Warriors coming back on the yeah. West. Um, you have exactly what I said with the Nets. Nets. Um, with this year, uh, with next year in the Eastern Conference Finals. God knows what the Bucks are going to do. I mean, they're looking to add another star. And so, if they were there, there's been talks about them possibly adding CP3, which would be like good for them. Yeah, what well, we talked about um, on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, it, it, it next year is going to be. Uh, crazy but I, I i still believe in that man I, I but i do think they need one more piece their their issue has always been kind of a big man yeah um and um bam, bam was killing him down low though yeah. you know what i mean that's that's to yeah, your point was. bam was killing him down low what yeah and so that that's like exactly what i said like we just need a big man you just can't have on the other end of that coin, though, I think it's a precious ecosystem that the Celtics have, so they're going to need to be very careful with who they select. Like, I think right now well, what they exactly. have is... They, they with, cause before Daniel Tice, we had, you have Al Harford, who's a ball, he's a ball-handling center. Yeah. Um, and so that's what you need, because the Celtics do these um, rotations and uh, handing off the ball at the top of the key at yeah. the three-point line. Um, and so you can't have like a, uh, what, uh, like, I don't think like a person like Andre Drummond would fit our system well. What about like uh, a, what about like a pick and roll specialist? You, you want to, you want a center that can handle and shoot the ball? Capella. Capella? Yeah. Uh, Capella, I mean, Capella can't shoot though. That's yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying like a pick and roll, like a Capella. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, can't can't Enix Cantor showed flashes as well. I mean, he's he, he even he he is like one of the best offensive rebounders in the game. Yeah. Um, but he, he struggles on the defense side of the ball. Um, he's a terrible defender. Yeah, but then um, Daniel Tice you have there to come, you know, clean that up yeah, because his exactly. defensive plus and minus was like right below Giannis's. So he's a like you said, or you already said it, a fantastic center. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, and so, but then also we have Robert Williams, who again I talked about. Um, yeah, athletic. So I'll be. It'll, it'll be interesting what we do with this pick as well. Um, with the fourteen or thirteen, I think. Um, and so. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm excited, as I said. Um, yeah. Trade Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and get James Wiseman. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I, so, Fredo, before we go, because we, we're running out of time here, can we get yeah. your official one-minute prediction for the NBA Finals? The Heat versus Lakers marquee matchup. I said that shit. Uh, cold, uh, bro. Yeah. Um, LeBron is... Is coming. That's all I have to say. Uh, I, I think. Hey yo, no, I'm playing. <laughs> uh, I think. I think it's gonna be four two series. Four two. So six games. That's what I said. Yeah. 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 Same. Game okay. Um, I. I think. I think it's gonna be closer than uh, what like the the Nuggets series was. Okay. Um, so, like, just even just like the games itself. But it will be four two. Okay. Um, the Heat will give them everything, but the Heat just they they need more star power uh, with going up against a Lakers type of team. I thought it was going to be um, cool stylistically the matchup, like it's going to be the battle of the forwards. It is. Yes, it is. The thing to watch out for is, like I like, it's the the thing the thing with this series is the Lakers have everything to lose in the series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Heat have, have nothing, nothing to lose. To lose. Yeah, the Heat have nothing to lose. That's a good point. Um, that's a very good point. Because the Heat, were, the Heat, the Heat were just not even expected to make the finals, not even Eastern Conference finals. So, um, yeah, the Heat have nothing to lose. Um, but with that, the Heat, I always go back with the Lakers. The Lakers don't have a great backcourt. That's what I'm saying. That's what I said earlier in the episode. The so that that is something to watch. Um, I'm still going with the Lakers 4-2, but with the backcourt that the Heat have versus the backcourt that the Lakers have, I, it's it's they they don't match up well. Yeah, um, my thoughts exactly. Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and Goran Dragic. There's they, I just named three players that will just destroy their uh, the Lakers backcourt. Yeah. Um. So. I mean, if Rajon Rondo and Catavius Caldwell Pope can lock them down, because Catavius Caldwell Pope is, is is a good defender, He's in, he, he isn't a good them, anything. They need them to step, they need to step, them to step up on the offensive side of the ball because Danny Green has had a terrible playoff. Oh, that's, that's right. right. That's yeah. weird. We forgot Danny Green too. Yeah, he's been playing like Chiefs. Yeah. Easily forgettable right yeah. Um But yeah, no, he needs to step it up. I think he will. Hopefully, we never get an interview with him. Played in a lot of big games before. Um, but a person also to watch out for is Andre Iguodala. This man is yeah. literally has been in the finals for the past six years. Andre Iguodala last um, night was like an edible, bro. As soon as Jerry started talking mess about him, he stepped in and he just hit five straight threes. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, he, he's, he's also another factor. It's just that young, gritty, veteran factor. Um, so, 
Yeah, no, I, it, it'll be a fun and interesting series. Um, I'm disappointed with the Celtics, but I'm looking forward to next year. Yeah, um, as you should. Yeah, so thank you very much, Jake. All right, Fredo. Fredo the Don, as always, guys. All right, thank you for coming on the show, buddy. Have and a we good will one, Fredo. talk to you next time. All right, God bless. Thank you, bud. All right. That was Fredo the Don. That was fun. And a smooth transition, right. must I say. Uh, with that, guys, though, we are over capacity for the time. That has been the episode, guys. If you want some great basketball lifestyle clothing based out of Toronto, Canada, right. use code SDFNBA, all caps, at shop.ballinthesix.com for some great clothing. We're going to be repping some on the, on the show soon, doing some photo shoots. And, uh, you know, that's been Josh the Boss on the intro beat. Go yep. look at him. Go look him up on SoundCloud. And without further ado, guys, that's been the episode. Have a good one. Peace. Peace out.